You're listening to Coldo D. Messianic Congregation's weekly podcast. Our services are every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. For more information, like us on Facebook or visit our website at coldod.org. You know, I was looking at the Parsha today, and uh, just to start there, and <clears throat> Exodus, you know, it's Parsha Bo, which means come, uh, because I believe the portion opens up with that. Um, yeah, go. Actually, Bo is, is, is you know... But trans said, "Go, go to Pharaoh in Exodus ten one. But it, I just see Moses's chutzpah. Moses's chutzpah be toward, toward Pharaoh, and it's so amazing, important when we stand our ground uh, against the enemy, uh, and that's what he does. You know, Pharaoh is not wanting to release the Jewish people from e- the the children of Israel from Egypt, and Moses stands his ground and stands up against him and says, "No, we're going. We're going. You're letting us go." And not in part, not just a, a partial, not just a, a, you know, not just a, you know, a, a, an incomplete deliverance, but we're, you're letting us go. And we're, we're leaving here. We're leaving here. Every one of us. And not a heel of our, not, not a, clo- uh, says, not a, what is it here? He says, uh, at one point, not a um, hoof of the, uh, of, of one of our animals is going to stay. Um, we're, we're leaving uh, he says, who will be going? He says, uh, we will go with our young, our elderly, our sons, our daughters. We'll go with our flocks and our herds, for we must celebrate, we must observe the Lord's feast. It's for him. It's not for us. It's not about us. This is all in Exodus 10, because uh, Pharaoh keeps trying to get him to compromise. You know, the enemy wants us to compromise. The enemy wants us to settle for second best and third best. And and and, and we just stand our ground and eventually we'll win out. Eventually you will succeed. Eventually you will prevail. But you got to stand your ground. And that's what Moses did against Pharaoh. He said, uh, Pharaoh says, you know, remember he tries to get him to compromise several times. And he said, and, and even then the Lord brought, it's beautiful when he, the Lord brought uh, darkness in one of the plagues, uh, three days darkness, but Israel still had light in their dwellings. That's Exodus 10:23. And then Pharaoh says, "Go serve the Lord. Only let your flocks and your herds remain. Uh, only let your flocks and your herds remain. Your little ones may go with you. You know, so everyone can go, but just leave your flocks." And he says, "He says uh, no. He says we we ourselves are not. Uh, we're we're going." But we're going to go, our cattle must go, not a hoof. There it is, not a hoof will be left behind, uh, 1026. When, you know, this is it. Uh, we ourselves will not know what we will, what we will, how we will serve the Lord until we arrive there. We don't know what God is going to uh, require of us, so we're going to be, be prepared. And I love this. This is when Moses says, Pharaoh says, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Pharaoh says, go ahead. All right, never mind. says, never see my face again, because the day you do, you'll die. And Moses says, right, says, you said it. May I never see your face again. It's like Moses says, in your face, Pharaoh, go ahead. Uh, I'm, I don't want to see you again. Fine. So they had quite a conf- confrontation, the two of them. But this was this was the the battle between flesh not flesh and blood Ephesians six ten says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Now it's interesting. Last week we began, and I'm going to try to show you a picture of this. It's interesting. Uh, I'm going to flip this around. Uh, here we go. Flipping this around. Look at this picture here. Maybe you saw this last week. I began 2022 with uh, is Israel preparing itself for a major war with Iran? And is Ezekiel 38 about to be realized? I mentioned that. And then this past Sunday evening, our time, uh, our time, Sunday evening, our time, the Jerusalem Post and the Ma'ariv newspapers in Israel were hacked by Iran. 
And they said, we are close, here's what it said, translation is hard to say, we are close to where you where you do not think about it. <laughs> so that's a terrible English translation, but it's always hard to translate from Hebrew to English. That was on their, webs, their websites. Can you believe it, that they were hacked? Um, but who is ultimately in control? Remember this verse we shared last week, Isaiah 43, 18 and 19. Do not remember the former things, nor consider uh, the things of the past. Here I am, God says, doing a new thing. Now it's springing up. Hineni ose chadasha. Let's say that again. Hineni ose chadasha. Here it is again. Hineni ose chadasha. Don't remember the former things. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing. It literally is, here I am making new, is how I would translate that. Here I am, hineni ose chadasha. I'm making new. So, uh, so, Praise the Lord. God is doing all things new. I'll show you one other slide in a minute. But um, now, uh, again, Dr. Don Finto, or affectionately known as Papa Don Finto to all, all of us in all those in Nashville area, Middle Tennessee area, and many throughout the world, actually. He said, December 5th, stay strong. Don't worry about what somebody else does. Just keep your eyes riveted on Yeshua, on yeah. Jesus. And I quoted him again. I quoted him last week. He said, the future is good. The best is yet to come. Well, at our interesting, at our IMCS conference this week, Rabbi David Chernoff said, he opened up his his, uh, message and he said, the best is yet to come. (laughs) It was like they were quoting each other, right from heaven, download to both of them, two great men of God. We have seen prophecy fulfilled in our lifetime. And Rabbi David reminded us of, you know, 1948, of course, Israel became, became reborn, you know, again, from the, the, the dry bones of the Holocaust. In 1967, Jerusalem uh, returning from under Jewish sovereignty. Now, uh, I know we were all born during both of those times, right? Yeah. Many of us weren't, but, yeah. uh, and some of us were or during some of those times or part or all of those times, some of us. And, uh, you know, but this is prophecy. This is the word of God coming to pass. God said he would gather our people, in fact, from the four corners of the earth. Isaiah 11, 11 is, and 12 is one of the portions, but many places in the Bible. And that Jerusalem would, Luke 21, 24, back in Jewish hands and Jewish sovereignty. Uh, the beginnings of then Jewish spiritual revival, uh, the, that during the Jesus people movement in the 70, early 70s, late 60s, early 70s, God begins to breathe life uh, into the dry bones and they and they they rise live again, but we will see God pour out His Spirit on all flesh upon all flesh. As Francis just mentioned it another word, a, a moment ago, Joel chapter two. It's going to happen. The house of Israel and all the nations before the great tribulation period comes before this great. They have the time of Jacob's trouble in Jeremiah 30, as it's described, the great tribulation period in Thessalonians. We will see. We will, we will see God pour out His Spirit. It happened in Acts 2, but that was the beginning. That was a partial fulfillment. It's, but there's a double fulfillment. It will happen really completely before that period. Now, 2022 is a year uh, like we're. Uh, it was mentioned in our conference, a year of expansion. We're believing for the uh, of, of the IMCS internationally and for many ministries but we're just mentioning our own uh in europe in latin america to see jewish the the, the believers minister to and gather to and 
and, and built up and strengthened the Messianic congregations because there are Messianic Jewish congregations in these areas of Latin America and throughout Europe and we want to be a part of, we're going to be, we are a part of that and we're going to be more of an active, we want to be more of an active part of that and helping that happen. And it's going to be exciting. So as these are strengthened, then the harvests can come, you see. Uh, but 2021 brought, I want to say, brought near-death experiences to many of us, for many of us. And many of us were called back from the jaws of death. I want us to think about that for a minute. Tornadoes, COVID, uh, heart attacks and strokes. Uh, again, uh, Rabbi Chernoff shared it, you know, that he saw he had a heart attack and, and he saw literally, he shared for the first time what happened that he saw his body leave, literally like said six to eight inches apart, you know, transparent. And, and then, you know, he was gone and then suddenly it came back. It was back in several minutes and the doctor said, you know, he said, how come he's no damage? And he said, the doctor says, because of what you do. <laughs> he's the doctor was not a believer. He just said, you know, it's what you do. That's why you're only why you're alive and why it happened. So it was, you know, the Lord, of course. But many of us watching, many of you watching, you've been saved from the jaws of death. I know I have. Um, and uh, uh, stress and sleeplessness, many of us, from different things that have happened, with whether it's COVID or something else. Uh, I know we've experienced it in our own lives from those that wished you know, us harm uh, or us ill. You know, Korach, <laughs> Numbers chapter 16, Korach's rebellion, Absalom, Second Samuel seven fifteen, you know, Tobiah and Sanballat and Nehemiah two, all these oppos enemies of God, you know, Alexander. Paul mentions Alexander the coppersmith, threatened, intimidated. You know, Diotrephes, and that's in Second Timothy four fourteen. Diotrephes, Third John nine, he says he always wants to have the preeminence. He needs, uh, you know, the false accusations in many cases and challenged at every point, uh, pressured, intimidated. Uh, told not to tell anybody else. And then, you know, we had different things happened, you know. But, uh, you know, as deceivers, Paul says what happened to them, as deceivers, told we're deceivers, yet true in Second Corinthians 6, 8. Removed from email and social media accounts, so you can't communicate. Uh, but Paul, you know, I, I think some of us experience things like Second Corinthians 1, verses 8 through 10, we don't not, do not want you to be ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, Paul said. We were burdened beyond measure above strength. We even despaired of life. We know how serious depression is these days and how, how sensitive we need to be to people that are going through it to be aware to help. And he says, we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. He, and he did deliver us. He does deliver us. And he will Yet he will still deliver us. Second Corinthians 1, 8 through 10. Great verses. He will continue to past, present, and future. That's the promise we have. God is our defense. He's our defense in everything. You are our epistle, written in our hearts, known and read by all men. Second Corinthians 3, verse 2, Paul says, we don't need a letter of commendation. You are our epistle. You are our letter, written and known. Now, I want to say, may the Spirit of God enliven us, quicken us, enliven us, quicken is the good old King James uh, language, enliven us to move, quicken us to move forward with him in what he 
is doing. Yes, Lord, may you quicken us to move forward in what you're doing in 2022. Mm. Is that a good prayer? Yeah. Let's pray that. Lord, what you're doing, we don't want to do what we're, we want to do. We want to be quickened to do what with you what you want to do, what you are doing and intend to do. A spiritual movement is precisely that. God moving ahead to accomplish what he intends to do. Authored by heaven, not human hands. Born not of the flesh, but of the spirit. The ruach, the spirit. Initiated by God in human spirits with their response, our response through prayer and his response in opening hearts and minds and our response in being his feet and his hands and his tongues to go and to serve and to proclaim. And then his response again, you see it's back and forth, back and forth, with a harvest of souls. That's the way it works. Now, I want to show you another slide that, that a Jewish believer, uh, I put it on my Facebook. Let me show you this slide. I put it on, this is interesting. This Jew, <laughs> This year, I want to be, there you go, I want to be more like Yeshua, more like Jesus. Hang out with sinners, <laughs> upset, upset religious people. <laughs> I love that one. Tell stories that make people think. Choose unpopular friends. Yeah, he sure did, didn't he? Be kind and loving and merciful. That's right. That's what he did. Oh, and we like that last one. Take naps on boats. Well, we don't live near bodies of water unless, you have, unless you're blessed to have a, a, a lake home or something, but we don't. But anyway, have access to that. But you know what? Um, I like that. Hang out with sinners. So I want you to think about that. I put that on, on the Facebook page, and I can send it to you if, you if you don't have access to it. But what does that mean, you know? In Matthew 9, Yeshua, it says that Yeshua, that the, they were drawn, people were drawn to him. And, and that... As he sat, it's, I'll read it, Matthew 9, verses 10 through 13. It happened when Yeshua was reclining at the table, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with him and his disciples. And the Pharisees saw this and they said, why does this teacher of yours eat with tax collectors and sinners? And when they heard this, Yeshua said, those who are healthy don't need a doctor, but those who are sick, they're the ones that need the doctor. So go learn what, the, what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. Mercy, chesed would be the Hebrew equivalent, chesed. I desire chesed and not sacrifice. Go, uh, for I didn't come to call the righteous, came not to call the righteous, but sinners, the sinful. Yeshua ate with, and, and he, the King James translation, with Republicans and sinners. He ate with Republicans and sinners. No, I'm just kidding. It says publicans and sinners, so it's, <laughs> it's always all right. He even ate with Republicans. No. Okay. So with it's it's sinners and tax collectors. And Democrats, too. <laughs> Democrats too. He even ate with Democrats. Yeah. Okay. So I came to call sinners, not the righteous. He said, the sick and healthy. Sick don't need a doc, need a doctor. Not the healthy. New wine. He goes on to say needs to be put in new wineskins. Now, all the tax collectors. It says in Luke fifteen one through seven and sinners were drawn to hearing hearing need to near to hear Yeshua they were drawn and the Pharisees and the Torah scholars began to criticize him 
saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told the parable to them, saying, Which man among you, if he has a hundred sheep, loses one, or leave the ninety-nine? And remember, he goes and, goes and looks for the lost she- she- sheep, and he goes after the lost one, and he finds it. And he, remember, he's super excited. He finds that lost sheep, and he puts it on his shoulders, and he goes home, and he tells his friends and neighbors. He gets them all together, and he says, Rejoice, I found my sheep that was lost. And uh, there's more joy in heaven, Yeshua said, over one repentant sinner. So let me ask this question to us all. What type of person or soul is Yeshua seeking? Is he searching for? And what type is he not? Uh, We have that story of the prodigal son, which Yeshua goes on to tell the lost son, the younger son who left. And uh, and the father, I love in that story, when, when the son comes back, and says he wasted. I wasted my time. I, you know, God, I, I wasted. And I says he says God. I says Father, Dad, I'm going to. I'm sorry at what I did, and I have it here. I, I wonder if he says I'm sorry, and he has his whole speech, you know, prepared. And the father interrupts the speech. The father won't even let him complete the speech. The father won't even let him complete it. He says I, 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 I'll get up and go to my father, and I'll say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in your presence. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired workers. But uh, getting a toll free call, <laughs> um, and so he he's uh, he's called he's trying to uh, he's trying to go through his speech, and the father comes and wraps his arms around him and doesn't let him finish his speech, he never even gets to say, make me like one of your hired workers. If you read the, the um, what his father, you know, what happens there. Because the Lord is, and that's the way the Lord is, you know. We have this proposal, we have our plan of action. God says, I'm just interested in your heart that you are a person with a broken and contrite spirit. God loves broken people. God loves contrite heart. And Psalm 51, 19, a broken and contrite Heart, oh God, you will not despise. That's the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. And, uh, you know, when someone says, so I don't know what this means for us in 2022, but it means we need to be available for where to be where the the, the sick people are, those that need a physician and um, those that need a doctor. Uh, When someone says, I'm not a people person, have you ever heard that? Someone says, I'm not a people person. When, well, careful because when i say that i could be saying i'm not like jesus i'm not like yeshua now you may mean you don't prefer to be around people and that's okay if you don't as long as we don't limit god to our natural preferences god doesn't direct and use us according to our natural preferences but he supernaturally enables us and empowers us to do what is contrary to our natural proclivity or preference you may actually care more for people than one who's naturally a social person and likes to be around others naturally because you do it through the power of the Holy Spirit rather than because it's natural for you. You know, when I was growing up, I was not a popular person. I was never extremely outgoing and was not popular in high school. I, I was not a sports jock or in the in crowd, so to speak. Uh, I was more of a loner um, and, you know, uh, had a few close friends, but when I came to the Lord and found Yeshua, or really, as Galatians 4.9, he founds, finds us, right? On Isaiah 65, it says, he found, God finds us. We don't find him, really. But when I, I began to share him with everybody under the sun, of course, like you did, I mean, we just wanted to, had to tell everybody. 
and you become vocal. You got it because you want to share your faith. You got to share what happened. You've come from death to life. Now, and think about this, and I'll, I got to finish here, but I want to finish. But engaging in social media, may God direct our steps in 2022, because that's where many people are. But we need wisdom in how to do it. And for outreach and ministry, that's where the people are. And we heard this at the conference, and it really struck, hit me. Uh, Yeshua ate with sinners. What does that mean for social media, whether it's Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and TikTok and Twitter, which I know nothing about, really, those 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 vehicles, uh, you know, haven't don't use them. But can we engage in social media without being contaminated, without being sucked into the seducing spirits of self-indulgence or folly or pornography or divisive political arguments or arguments over whether or not to vaccinate or being intoxicated with fear or anxiety or depression through comparison with others who appear so much more successful or happy or fulfilled. This is all the temptation. This is the dangers that can happen. But we need, so we need the Spirit of God to guide us, and you need to be honest with yourself. What's temptation? What is the balance? What is the, what can you handle? And and by the way, there's a good verse on, on that. 2 Corinthians 10, 12 says, they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. Don't compare yourselves. It looks like that person has everything together. They don't. They're just showing you one highlight, you know, and that's fine. You're showing, they're sharing with you some great thing, but they, you know, they don't show them the, the time they're crying and the, you know, rather than laughing. All right. So, so this is important, but you know what? I think I'm not even going to share any more about that. Uh, but it, it, you know, if I'm an alcoholic, I may not be able to be around alcohol and I need to be real, be honest about that. And, and, uh, but if the Holy Spirit empowers me supernaturally and tells me to do it, then I can do it. Um, but be honest, be honest. And, uh, and don't be in temptation where if you're vulnerable or weak. Gauge how much I can or cannot engage through the Holy Spirit. What's the effect or result? Is it profitable to my spirit or not? Fruitful or not? Uh, but I'm called to be a light in the midst. We're called to be lights. Do everything without grumbling or arguing, Philippians 2, 14 through 16, so we might be blameless and innocent children of light in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, twisted in generation. We shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life. That's Philippians 2, 14 through 16. That's what we do. And I finish with this. Yeshua said the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So I would think with that, when he said that in Matthew 9, 37 through 38, he would have said, so go, go into the harvest, because the workers are few. But he didn't. What did he say? The harvest is plentiful, the workers are few. So he said, pray. Ask the Lord, pray to the Lord of the harvest, so he will send laborers, workers into the harvest. It all comes down to prayer. And I thank God for so many at Col de that pray for the prayer power those that are faithful to pray, and wherever you are, who you are, that prays your prayer. It starts with prayer, uh, because then the harvest will will open up. He said. He said, "Ask first comes prayer. Pray, uh, uh, because God is the one who calls and enables and sends." First Timothy two one. First of all, before anything else, protos in the Greek, I urge you prayers, requests, prayers, intercessions, thanksgiving be made. Prayer priority. And so, Lord, may we, you know, and, and uh, I heard this quoted at the, 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 the uh, conference. Prayer, uh, what is it? Much prayer, much power. Less prayer, less power, right? Um, so, Father, we just pray you make us people of prayer. 
and we know the harvest is, is plentiful and the workers are few, we know that we want to be people that are where you want us to be. So we thank you for using us in 2022, Lord, that we can be a people guided by you, Lord, uh, your initiation. You're empowered by you, Father, not by the flesh, but by the spirit of the living God, empowered by the spirit of the living God, Lord, heaven, not human hands. And we praise you and thank you, God, for your grace that works through each one of us according to your gifting, not someone else's, not someone else's idea, not someone else's desire, but your gifting and your purpose in Yeshua's wonderful name for your glory. Amen. The Amen. We bless you. And I'll close with an ironic benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift up his face upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord give, grant you his peace and shalom and watch over you and guide you and keep you safe and bring forth much fruit for his glory in the name of Yeshua, Jesus, our Messiah, the ruler of peace. Amen Amen. You have a great rest of the Shabbat, and we will see you next Shabbat, panim el panim, face to face. Shabbat Shalom.